Welcome to the Book Squad Podcast. 94% bookish banter, 6% shenanigans. From Lawrence Public Librarians, Kate Gramlich and Polly Kim. To the Book Squad podcast. Uh, here we are today at the library at the Sound and Vision Studio, as mm-hmm. is our huge. Um, mm-hmm. We've got a traditional layout for our podcast today. Yeah. Book news, two book minimum, and then a she said, she said, and then some extra, you know, whatever but miscellaneous the, things at the end. It's the six percent shenanigans. Mm, that, that well, we I know those about. are kind of sprinkled through. I think mm-hmm. we might have to up our count. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. we've got way more than six percent yeah, shenanigans. Like forty. Anyway, uh, so um, a thing I just learned about today, which actually launched last month, um, so sorry if this is old news to everybody else, uh, Book Riot launched a um, feminist book club that takes place entirely on Instagram. Really? Yeah. And Instagram is not, you know, it's not like a live chat platform sort of thing, but you can tag people and then like if you do... Um, their specific hashtag, which I think is dependent on the book. Um, you can you can actually follow a hashtag now. Uh, so it'll show up. Anything that's hashtagged it on, will show up in Instagram. your feed. Yeah. Huh. Like I follow some houseplant <laughs> hashtags. <laughs> Houseplants so, are really getting good these days. They, they really can, are. They can Instagram got, Yes. Yeah. Mm. With their little tendrils. <laughs> um, so... Anyway, uh, Hashtag so, opposable <laughs> thumbs do not need. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so the book club is called Persist. And last month uh, they discussed Too Fat, Too Slutty, Too Loud by Anne Helen Peterson. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So the way they lay it out is that um, the there's like several sessions for the book club. So like one week they discuss the first few chapters and then the next week the f- next few chapters or what have you. So it's kind of slower. Um, and according to their recap, which um, I'll link in the show notes, they had um, over 500 people joining each week uh, to chat about everything from fat shaming to racism in sports to whether or not we should expect celebrities to be feminists. Cool. So that sounds awesome. That's yeah. a good deep yeah. dive. Into yeah. That. And I, and like because there's the visuals with it, I wonder if they're like quoting parts of the book or if they're like bringing in other resources mm-hmm. or so it sounds really neat. Um, the next one, it's a quarterly thing. So starting on June 4th will be Eloquent Rage, A Black Feminist Discovers Her Superpower by Brittany book. Cooper. Well, you can <laughs> in. I know. I think it'll be neat. Uh, that sounds cool. I just I'll have to figure out how to use Instagram. You've got a couple I, months. I know. And I have an account and mm-hmm. I was using it for a while and then I didn't. And then when I got back on, mm-hmm. they had changed yeah. the format a little yeah. bit and I could not. I'll do this it. This is so embarrassing. I'm going to just shame myself. But I could not figure out how to post a picture. Like, it didn't make sense. And then when I, I kept trying to do it, and it was putting it in my story instead oh. of putting it. Uh-huh. Oh. And then, and then I, I just, mm-hmm. you know, I just was filled with that horrible dread that I have crossed over <laughs> to that place. That you. <laughs> I'm, I'm crossed over to the place oh, where like, things, like nothing that, that's making any sense. Right. That things are difficult that for 
mm-hmm. for digital natives are not difficult for them. The and other, this is not exactly the digital natives thing, but the other day, a kid, a youth in the a hallway of the library, youth. yeah, they said, what's Gucci to me? <laughs> and I just started laughing and had this face like, ha, I don't know what you're saying. Uh, so my kids do say that. What the heck? That means what's, what's like, good? What's like, good? What's, what's okay. happening? Mm-hmm. Like, I, that's just, how I interpret it. Just say Or it. it's all Gucci. Uh, yeah, well, that's, see, I've heard that. Mm-hmm. But as a question, mm-hmm. I think I just started giggling. Mm-hmm. And then this like 10th <laughs> or third grader, or, God, middle schooler was just, well, they're all the third same. Grader. They're all, there is a vast difference between a 10th and a third grader. I meant to say 7th okay. and I just, I said. You did math. I did math. In your brain. 10 minus 3. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Lord. God, don't even let me interact with these children. <laughs> so, anywho, I'll What's show you about Gucci? Instagram. I hope you, you start to tell me what is Gucci. Well, and here's the deal. Here's a dealio. Oh no, no, people don't. That's <laughs> they're not saying no, that anymore. <laughs> Great. Um, if you start saying what's Gucci to them, oh they God, will stop be, saying it. Yes. Oh, so maybe I should just start saying because they'll be like, "Dip." That's I gone. Because I'm like, "What is Gucci, <laughs> my <laughs> hey, young friends? What is?" <laughs> Hello, fellow young people. Yes, <laughs> that's my favorite meme. Okay. Oh my god! All right, this is the shenanigans. All right, this so, is the shenanigans. Beep. All right. Next. So let's talk about an important, really important thing. National Library Week. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Because <laughs> we like, work in a library. We, we are, are in one right now. We are in one. So we're pretty sure it's National Library Month. Uh, but definitely, we're very sure that it's National <laughs> Library Week this week. It should be a month if it's not. I think. Get us to me. I mean, it's, it's national National Library forever. I think every day is yeah. Library Day. <laughs> Uh, a librarian. <laughs> oh my god! I think we've had some of those dope candies that was in, <laughs> in the, the book we're talking book. about. Oh later. boy! Um, okay. So bustle. dot com uh, has ten easy ways you can support libraries during National Library Week, and there there are things that are some of them are like financial things, like actually you know donate or whatever. But a lot mm-hmm. of things are just. Renew your library card. Get a new library card. Talk everyone into getting one. Yeah. So that. We, you know, so that every, well, just so that you use them, but also so that we can see how Mm -hmm. many people are using the library. Right. And um, what are some, maybe we've talked about this before. I mean, I've had so many people, I know you have too, mm -hmm. come up to me at the desk and say, how much does it cost to get a library card? Just two days ago, yeah. Yeah. And I, you forget when you do something, like when something is your job, right. you forget that other people don't yeah. know. Yeah. But it is something that, I mean, I guess I thought that it was a, like but pretty well known. There's nothing that's free except for libraries. Except for the libraries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we are the last bastion of democracy. Amen. We are. And so. This podcast is. Come on in. Yeah. <laughs> and the last bastion. Come on in. Give your librarians it's for free. a high five. Yeah. It's give us free. A high five. Check out a movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, and like another Ask one was us like something good to read. Yeah, another thing on this list was like suggest a purchase for like if there's stuff that you want to read, um, suggest it for the library so that you can add it to the community and again so that we we know what you want to read. So yeah, um, yeah, and then volunteer, do friends of the library, blah blah blah. Um, it was just nice because right. it's like we don't need much. No, <laughs> we just yeah. I think it's. I think that people, you know, forget. And I, I'm, mm-hmm. it's maybe they haven't been back since mm-hmm. they've been, maybe they came when they were kids. And well, they never probably thought about, right. And they haven't been back then. Yeah. No. And I think about this all the time. Like, 
you know, we have amazing story times mm-hmm. that are offered in evenings oh, yeah. and, and in weekends. Languages you and, know, when mm-hmm. I had little kids, that's not how it was. Mm-hmm. You had to be a stay-at-home parent mm-hmm. in order to take yeah. your kid to story time. That's not the case now. We have a great youth services department that has made all these story times available for anybody. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if you've been thinking like, oh, there's nothing for me because I work full time yeah, or, you know, mm-hmm. there, there's something for you. There's well, something I, for you and your kids. Yeah. I just brought my friend who is a librarian in a teeny Vermont li- library, um, library. Uh, she, we looked at the teen zone and I was like, oh, well, she was like, so teens, are, you know, studying stuff. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> probably maybe sometimes. But I was like, well, now we've got all these video games. And he was, she was like to check out. And I was like, no, we've got pretty much all gaming systems in the teen zone mm-hmm. that kids can just come and play. I mean, play. we do have I mean, video games do, to check absolutely. out. Absolutely. But, yeah, but yeah. These are the ones that just live here. It's like, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's just a lot. It's a lot of things. Or video games. Video games. As my Gucci son ones. would say. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> yeah. Anywho's we it's just, little libraries are awesome. Mm-hmm. You should, uh, and if, we we appreciate the appreciation. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. One way that's extremely important to appreciate your library is to rate your local library's podcast. It's uh, so <laughs> true. That's like the number one way mm-hmm. to show your appreciation for the library mm-hmm. is yeah. to rate their podcast, especially if it's what, the books my podcast. And the you know, it's <laughs> Give us a big old five stars. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Or four. I mean, four if there's room for improvement, and then give us some tips. But mm-hmm. nothing, yeah. yeah, you could you could do that. Yeah. Claudia wouldn't be okay with that. But. No, <laughs> foreshadowing. So much foreshadowing. <laughs> okay, all uh, right. So that was extensive library news. That was bookish news. It was important. Now, important library news. The two book minimum. Yeah, you yeah. have got some things to say. I do have some things to say. I read. I read. A, I actually read some books oh, I instead not. of got, getting in the middle of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to first talk about. So you want to talk about race by Ijioma Oluo, and mm-hmm. I really hope that I did not say her name wrong. But um, for some reason, those combination of vowels always like mm-hmm. trip up my brain. It's not difficult. No, I don't know why my brain. I know. Is. Sometimes my brain is dumb. But um, but Aluo, she's a, a writer and a speaker. In, she lives in Seattle, grew up in Seattle. and um, But she has been in several publications, and she has a really influential um, social media following. Mm-hmm. She's very she's active real. there. Um, um, but so she has had this book come out, so you want to talk about race. And it's just really, it's really fantastic. So if you are in any way confused, befuddled, <laughs> Frustrated, perplexed, flummoxed, (laughs) Gucci, (laughs) about all, yes, even if you're Gucci, um, about all the discussions going on about race right now, you should get the, this book. Mm -hmm. It is so good. It's really smart and it's clear and it's really generous because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really generous for somebody who is struggling, you know, um, in a white supremacist society to take time Figure and effort to, mm-hmm. yeah, to take time and effort to write it all down while they're struggling with it themselves and um, help other people. Um, so, and I think she does a really great job of just cutting right to the issue and then like thinking two steps ahead. So it's like, here's the issue. And in your brain, if you're like, but what about mm-hmm. she's like, and Got then, it. yeah, she's like, let me, she'll get right to it. Cause you know, she's heard everything yeah. at this point. 
So um, it's organized into some of the main discussions that I think you've probably stumbled across uh, if you're ever on the social medias or if you ever have Thanksgiving dinner Mm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Like what? So like, I mean, here's the table of contents. Is it really about race? Mm -hmm. What is racism? What if I talk about race wrong? That's a really good one. Mm -hmm. That's actually a fantastic chapter because the bottom line is you're going to Mm -hmm. and it's okay. That's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. just, you know. Um, why am I always being told to quote unquote, check my privilege? That was actually a really good one too, because she really dove into her own privilege, Mm -hmm. which I think was really great to, was a great way to address that. Right. Um, because she's a, she's a biracial woman, black woman. Um, and she she had, and she grew up poor. Mm -hmm. Um, but she has, was able to sort of outline and all of the privilege that she's Mm -hmm. had. And that was like. Hmm. You know, it's like, well, we can all think about we these can things. all yeah. think about these things. Um, what is intersectionality and why do I need it? Mm-hmm. Is police brutality really about race? Spoiler alert. It is. It is. Um, how can I talk about affirmative action? What is the school to prison pipeline? Mm. Why can't I say the N word? I don't know why anyone even has to have this conversation, but we do. So there it is. What is cultural appropriation? Why can't I touch your hair? Hmm. What are micro <clears throat> microaggressions? Why are our students so angry? That was a fantastic I chapter. Bet. Oh yeah. On the heels of like all of these student mm-hmm. activists um, right now. It was just so good. It was like, I mean, this was obviously written before that and you know, mm-hmm. um, it was, she was prescient. Um, what is the model minority myth? But what if I hate Al Sharpton? <laughs> that was actually a really good job. I mean, it was very good. Um, I just got called a racist. What do I do now? And talking is great, but what else can I do? So these are. Nice. Yeah. It's like various levels of wokeness. It is. And, mm. and I, you know, I think that the the takeaway is just that you're, you constantly have to be revisiting these things so what was that podcast episode you told me to listen to and i did listen to it mm. it was it was stuff your mom never mm-hmm. told you and it was was it, inter- was it the intersectionality Feminism 101 or yeah, intersectionality I so. 101 yeah. Oh, yeah but i love that in a very similar way they both pointed out oh, you're gonna mess up i mean yeah. and that's okay yeah it's okay you're gonna you're going to so this is just a great book i think to just read and revisit if you're like in it and you kind of feel yourself Mm -hmm. flagging um or you get defensive Mm -hmm. um which i have i totally have Mm -hmm. um and i and then i'm like why why am i defensive Mm -hmm. right now you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like i but I'm because, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, and you're if you're digging deep to find a way to excuse a thought or a mm-hmm. behavior that you're having, that's a good warning sign. It's a good sign that mm-hmm. you might be, you know, you might need to step away mm-hmm. and just say, okay, so do yourself a solid and be the person that Mr. Rogers knows you can be. Get this book, yeah, I know, absolutely mm-hmm. cool, good sell. I'm into it. Okay, so what second, Big Magic. Uh, by your new fave. <laughs> Creative Living Beyond Fear by Elizabeth Gilbert. And so I saw Elizabeth Gilbert speak at PLA and I was... You were so not... I was just, I was like, okay, so here's the deal. I read Eat, Pray, I Love. Can, I think you can be honest in the podcast about what you were... We yeah. can be, yeah. I read Eat, Pray, Love when it first came out and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And then... And then I don't, mm. you know, it was one of those things that like it got super popular when something gets really popular, mm. then all the hater aid mm-hmm. gets poured on mm-hmm. it, you know. And so and there were like actual critiques that I think were important. But 
you know, but so then I got sort of burned, like, am I, am I not supposed, like, Mm -hmm. I don't even, like, what, you know? Mm -hmm. So anyways, I saw her speak and I was like, okay, you know, um, but she was so charming. Mm -hmm. It was such a, it was such a great talk. And she just had a lot of just wisdom and a really relaxed presence, which was kind of what her, her book or her mm-hmm. talk was about was like finding that relaxation right now. Mm. And it's not a white lady getting a hot stone massage. That is, she was I mean, very clear about yeah. that. Um, <laughs> I bet she's learned a lot. Yeah. Since I think that she has, yeah. um, cause she's just, she's been a lot of places and talked to a lot of people. And mm-hmm. so anyway, um, I, when I got back, I had checked out big magic a while ago because I was very interested in trying to like jumpstart doing some writing and creativity and I didn't make time for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, I got it again. And this is a really great book. If you are looking for more creativity in your life, or if you are creative and you've got some, you know, some feels about mm-hmm. how that's going for you. So mm-hmm. it's broken into four parts, which is courage, enchantment, permission, and persistence. And I think, honestly, though, a lot of this book is about permission. So yeah. I think a lot of us are looking for permission to be creative. And so it's not, this is not a how to get rich as an artist book, but it's really like how to make peace with yourself as an artist book. Mm-hmm. And in fact, there's, she does say in here, I mean, that it's, it's cruel to ask your creativity to support you. And it's a pretty good mm. way to kill it. Yeah. Um, because it, it just can't, it just can't always do that. Right. And like, it might not on. always do yeah. that. And she really talks a lot about how she was grinding it out for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't like always know that that you know eat pray love wasn't like her first book and she just hit a you know a home run out of the park the first time I mean she had been she had decided that writing was what she was going to do and and had always done it Mm -hmm. um but she also did a bunch of other things like be a waiter and you know Mm -hmm. stuff like that um so uh yeah so she's and she's like very aware that whatever lucky alchemy like happened with that book doesn't mean anything about her necessarily. Um, So, and I, I just, I really liked how the book flowed and it really kind of drew me through it like a conversation, which was really nice. And here's a small fact from the book that I thought was really, it was was very interesting. And it was the, like, it was her big, like, you know, why it's called big magic was that Mm -hmm. she like, she had talked about how she had this idea that creativity, like it came to her, it was knocking on her door, it was trying to get her to do something. She'd worked on it and then she set it aside. And, you know, she really believes like that creativity is just, it's out here floating around. And uh-huh. if, if you don't, you know, if you don't tend to it, if you whatever, it's yeah. not going to stick around. It might go somewhere else. So she had this idea for the, for this, like, uh, the like a story in the Amazon, mm-hmm. some goes, whatever. And she tried to come back to it and it just wasn't there. It was gone. Okay. It left. And then um, she she met Ann Paget as at an event and they she just went up to her and was like, oh, I love you so much. She's like, I love you too. And they kissed. Uh-huh. And um, soon after, they but they never discussed anything uh-huh. else. And then um, like when they went out to lunch, they had like this, they had a discussion and she was like, they were talking about creativity uh-huh. and it was like, I had this idea and it left and she's like, Gilbert. well, you tell me. Yeah. yeah. And 
And she's like, oh, I have this idea, too, that I'm working on. She's like, you tell me your idea. So Gilbert, like, told her the whole thing. And she's like, that's exactly what I'm or maybe Aunt, maybe Patchett told her first. Mm-hmm. She's like, but they were like, that's exactly, that's what, exactly I what I was working on. Oh, and it, they, they believe oh. that the idea passed from oh. one to the other, that, that that spark of creativity that wanted to come into the world. I hope I didn't just like keep you from getting this book because you think that's hooey but like oh yeah no that's yeah (laughs) but it was really yeah i was like that was so i need to make out with authors Mm, i'm pretty sure that's like the takeaway from from that if i just kiss a bunch of authors i can suck away all their creativity into my brain i just got deja vu do you think we talked about, we talk about this before? This seems completely like a conversation we would have already had. Well, and it's really funny because I was just talking last night about how much I love State of Wonder by Patchett. Oh. So, yeah, that's... Well, it was it was bo- well, born in the brain nice. of Elizabeth Gilbert. But does that take away... I don't know. That's interesting. Does it take away what? From Patchett's... You know. No, I think it doesn't because they didn't, didn't discuss it. But that's like if you had like this amazing idea and I was like, oh... That was actually me. It's just when I gave you a high five, I gave that to you. <laughs> Maybe. That's a, oh, yeah. I guess you could think about it that way. If you're a jerk. She does sort of discuss it. She does this. Well, she discusses like that she could be jealous and upset that she wrote this book. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, was a, a hit. Mm-hmm. And she didn't like she didn't pull it down out of that right. atmosphere and yeah. make it happen or something. That's but, funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just it was very. That's nice. No, I'm taking a nice story and making yeah. it crappy. <laughs> <laughs> she seemed, it, it seemed like a very generous, like there was some, a lot of generosity of spirit That's awesome. going on. That's um, nice. From That's both nice. of those people. So, okay. Good. So tell me about your, tell me my. Well, we've swapped. Books. I think we high-fived and then I. <laughs> <laughs> and then you did. And now I don't read. Uh... That's cool. <laughs> Do I've, it. I've been reading book club stuff. Um. But the, the ones that I'm going to talk about now, one of them I have not read at all, uh, but I just picked it up off the off the shelf. And then uh, the other one I'm in the middle of. So first is The Red Word by Sarah Henstra. And it just came out last month um, in, in whatever that month was, March. Um, OK, here's the description. Oh, I mean, sorry. No, here's the uh, opening thingy. OK. okay. <laughs> Consent. Rape culture, okay. the male gaze. Are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> Sex positivity. The red word asks a bold question. What if women weren't content to wait for the next assault to take action? What if they got tired of his word against hers? Set against the sex wars of the 1990s and the birth of third wave feminism, the result is a smart, dark, take no prisoners look at the extremes to which ideology can go. Um, I hope that we murder rapists is what I'm hoping, but I don't think that's actually what's going to happen. So basically, so it takes place in the 90s and uh, it's like not it's like the power, but I know, but I don't think it's I don't know without power or something. Not yet without electricity, without electricity. Um, So it's this sophomore who um, she is she's lives, I think, in a house of radical feminists um, and then also is dating this guy who's from one of the biggest like jerkwad fraternities and so she's kind of caught in the middle and figuring out why she's why she feels the need to defend the boyfriend and his friends or you know why like she's she's just kind of like caught in the middle of um of figuring out 
her feminist identity. Hmm. Um, and I think that I, I, I've heard that this is a fairly brutal book. I mean, the first I, well, it sounds two like words it. are, yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, so I'm nervous, but I'm also kind of excited again. Like nervous that it won't get it it's, right. No, no, actually more just nervous. That it's going to be like, oh God. Yeah. Like, it's like hard to read. Um, well, it will be. Yes. But she also incorporates, I guess, uh, the student is learning a lot about like mythology. And mm-hmm. so the author uses um, women in mythology, I think, as like a way of telling the story and stuff. And so I think it's also like literarily really interesting. Yeah. Um, again, I hope that there's the murder of a rapist. That's what I want in every book. <laughs> Whether or not it's like, could you just plot or so. tack it on. It's like on the news. It's like, P.S. Also, <laughs> this dude, this just murdered. happened. Oh, <sighs> look at the front page of this newspaper. Yeah. Like just, there's it all. Yeah. <laughs> that's, my, that's my plan here. I, and like, I don't know how that would work that's into big magic, but like, <laughs> there, someone's writing a book about it. Yeah. I'll come up with something. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll give it to someone else. Um, and then, <laughs> so you had big magic. I've got a darker shade of magic, mm-hmm. which is um, fantasy by V. E. Schwab. Um, it's the first in a trilogy, and I'm reading it for my book club. Um, and to be TBQH, fantasy is not a thing that I'm very good at reading. World mm-hmm. building is hard for me mm-hmm. to want to continue reading like you Um, put that effort in yeah i do yeah yeah um but this is interesting there's it's uh it takes place in london or several londons really like there's this dude who is magic and he can transport to various iterations of london in different times and maybe dimensions or something like that Hmm. and so it's it's been really interesting and they there's finally there's he uh is this magic dude and then there's this pickpocket woman and they are finally interacting and i'm gonna see what what happens okay um people love this book yeah they do i was gonna say this this one is yeah and i'm also a little nervous because my book club is not big on fantasy either so this this is actually what a journey you're taking yes i had one book club member who was like can you tell me the the purpose of this and i was like well, <laughs> the purpose i know she said something like uh what am i gonna get out of this and i was like well, i don't know i don't know i don't know i mean maybe you'll hate it i have no idea like it's not required you could just mm-hmm. not show up i guess yeah or... i mean that's a i guess that's sort of the thing that could happen with book clubs yeah i also get a lot of times people are like i would never have read this and i didn't like mm-hmm. it but i'm really glad i did yeah <laughs> So. No, yeah, we just read uh, The Sixth Extinction in, oh. I know, um, and I was just like, ah, by Elizabeth Col- Colbert, mm-hmm. if anyone, I don't think she's Colbert. I know. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that was it's... brutal. So if, you know, but hey, if you guys a... want to read about how mm-hmm. we're in <gasps> the middle or like we're at the beginning of our, the sixth extinction of our planet. That's caused by us and not That's caused by and us. And spoiler alert. We suck. Yeah. We are um, suck. Yeah, get that one. Yeah. So, um, book clubs are just adventures. Yeah. It was, I mean, I'm like, we were all like, well, we weren't surprised mm-hmm. necessarily, but now what? Yeah. Yeah. So, I think yeah. that one should be paired with Hope in the Dark. Yes. Oh, I thought mm-hmm. about, about Hope in the Dark yeah. like 50 times when yeah. I was reading that book. So, um, yeah. if you have not heard our episode on discussing Hope in the Dark, you should, uh, yeah. I don't do even I remember what number it's that like is. It's like a teen. It's back there. Or a young one. It's a young uh, one. <laughs> anyway, okay. that was Two Book Minimum. 
uh, with So You Want to Talk About Race, Big Magic, The Red Word, A Darker Shade of Magic. Also, surprise guest ex- in <laughs> mm, surprise guest appearance. There you go. By the sixth extinction. By the sixth extinction. State of Wonder. <laughs> and State Open of the Dark. Wonder. Open the Dark. Several others. Yeah. So, that's what we call it minimum. Um, yeah. So, all right. There you go. Cool. So, what are we going to do? We're going toe-to-toe. She said, she said. Uh, what are we talking about? Mixed up files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler. I keep wanting to say Frank e. Water. Frank Water? I, yeah, I want to see Basil. Basil. <laughs> Maybe it is. It's by E.L. Koningsberg. Yeah. She's, and published awesome. in 1968. Seven. Yep. Because it's 51. Yep. Yes. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> One. You're very really close. You're very really close. So good. So close. <laughs> this is going great already. So this is a toe children's novel. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to correct the dates every time you say it. Okay. Uh, so this is a children's novel and we picked it because, well, first of all, okay. I want to, I want to say that we did talk about doing this yeah, one in the did. past because neither one of us had read it. Right. And then... Dara Horn mentioned it in our interview in the last episode. Yeah. And so I just would like to say that we had the idea before. <laughs> <laughs> and then she kissed our brain. And then she kissed the... our brain. So, okay. I but we kissed her brain. Yeah. But it was, I mean, okay, this this book, I just want, I mean, so many people oh, we love. It's a formative book. Right. So many yeah. people that we love mm-hmm. were like, I love that book. Mm-hmm. And you haven't read mm-hmm. that book? And like, so that, so we were just like, okay, we have to do it. I mean, I ha- had a, 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 some librarian shame that I uh-huh. had not read well, this book. Well, now, here you go. And so now I can say that we've read it. So I had many people, because I posted on Goodreads and I had a couple people ask, is this a reread or is this, you know, first time? Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. first time, a little nervous. Right. But it's interesting yeah. to read. Uh, well, we'll get into that. Okay. So let's talk, let's talk, what's this book about? So, um, so it's a brother and a sister. Uh, it's a duo, and they run away to New York City. Um, she decides that she wants to run away, uh, and she strategically plans it. This is um, Claudia, this young lady. Um, so Claudia is this uh, precocious sort of Type A older sister. Um, and she's very confident in how people should do things and like the right way to do things in, in what her little brother should do, right. et cetera. But she also actually like doesn't really know mm-hmm. herself. And I think it's masking some insecurity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jamie is a little brother and he is, uh, she picks him to come along specifically, specifically because he is good with money. He's got the most money. He's of got all the cash yeah. dollars. Yes. 25 whole dollars. Mm, yeah. Maybe well, it's like 24, 65 or something. Something. Yeah. Twenty four eighty three. There uh, you go. I don't know. Toe to toe. But so like he, but he's like, he's like this little brother. He's like this, you know, curious yeah. little turd of a little brother, mm-hmm. but is also very sweet. Yeah. Um, and they have sweet. this like adorable bond. Yeah. And so they, uh, she decides that the best, obviously the best place that like a 12 year old or whoever would decide to run to is the, is the Met in New York. Yeah. And she very specifically chose that because she knew she didn't want to be uncomfortable i know it's like me when i go camping yeah. which i don't do yeah. you'd go glamping <laughs> yes, if you did go camping yeah so uh, so they run away uh-huh. they get there they're living they're living their uh existence mm-hmm. and then then there becomes mystery to solve mm-hmm. so um which works its way into the story and that's and that's that's where we get the 
uh, Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler and it, this is comes into it. Narrated by her. Yeah, sort. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's yeah. her writing the story. Yeah, it's uh, Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler writing the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just gonna go ahead and say if you haven't read this book. We were the last two people. We were the last two. We were the last two people who haven't read this book um, over the age of seven. Yeah, twelve. I don't know, but but so we might we might spoil it. We'll be spoiling it. Um, But there's not really. It's not like a super spoiler. Um, So like the mystery is that there's this statue that comes um, and it's purchased at um, at auction. Yes, and then uh, given to the. It was museum. auctioned by. Uh, it was offered by Frank Weiler. Frank Weiler, Frank Weiler, and bought for cheap. For cheap, and then the, and then people start to believe that perhaps it might be a Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so Claudia becomes like obsessed with this, figuring out if it is him or not. Right, um, and, and we, so that, I want to say a lot of the obsessed. You know, for a. A children's novel. Yes. I mean, yeah. Oh no, it, she's not like no. It's, it's, sleep a, and... it's a short, fast read. But, it is. Um, it's adorable. Okay. So, well, yeah. What uh, some thoughts? Yeah, I I did want to ask you because because part part of me is a child still, and also because I don't have any children of my own. Like, it's maybe easier for me to go to like being the kid, mm-hmm. but. In the novel, I mean, it does in the novel, in the story, it does talk about how the parents are freaked out right. by their kids being missing. So how did you? Well, um, I did think that I would really have to work to mm-hmm. turn off my parent brain um, because I'm like, two kids run away and they're gone for a week. And right. oh, my God. So um, it, uh, so and I didn't know if I was going to be able to, like, go back to that place where, like, I myself might have mm-hmm. thought about pulling a Claudia, mm-hmm. um, which I probably wouldn't because like we we also share a lot of qualities, but like boldness is not one oh. of those. Like I not only do I not want to be uncomfortable, I also <laughs> like have a highly developed sense of safety. Yeah. So risk aversion um, or whatever. It's called. However, yeah. yeah, I'm very risk averse in, in some areas, but it was not as hard as I thought to get back there. And I think that's probably because the author you know, the author probably made a very conscious decision to not really focus on what was happening with mm-hmm. the parents. Yeah. Like you just it get a, very there's like a little, yeah, very backstage, like a little blip here, a little blip there. You mm-hmm. just don't, there's no, there's no going back and forth between mm-hmm. like the parents yeah. fract- frantically trying Thank to find goodness. these kids, yeah. whatever. Because kids, if a kid was reading this, they'd be like, I don't know, maybe they wouldn't I care. Or not they, care. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, but they, they're. I don't know. There was, and like they had, a, and the kids had a brief bit of reflection about like, mm-hmm. did they miss home or whatever? But nope. But yeah, <laughs> actually, not so much. Turns out. So um, it just it wasn't yeah, it was, as hard as I thought. And I was yeah. able to get into it okay. and like be there with them. So the the one thing that did jar it for me was that. Um, I, you know, I I read this as that there were some places where the author was thinking thoughts through Claudia. And mm. I ha- that is one critique that I have heard from people who read. Like, so I was just talking to my library friend, Stephanie Chase, yesterday, and I was talking about we were going to do this book. And she said, 
she read it as a kid and she thought, you know, it was too stuffy, that they were too stuffy. Uh-huh. And then Katie Stover, my other library friend, uh-huh. said, well, I read it as a kid and she li- actually lived in New York. Oh. And uh, and ki- kids in New York actually read this while they were in, like, it was a school, school. like a oh, book wow. that they read uh-huh. in school. And, um, you know, because, and then, you know, she's like, I knew where all of the stuff was that they were talking wow. about and I could go see it. And, and the fountain was still there. Oh. Apparently the fountain is mm-hmm. not there anymore. They bathe in a fountain in the restaurant inside the Met. And um, it's not there anymore. And it's not there anymore. But um, she, you know, Katie had, mm-hmm. you know, seen it. And so, you know, she's she had a different experience mm-hmm. of the book, maybe. And she said, you know, that is very like it was very much what a suburban kid's upbringing would be Uh um, in relation to the city and stuff like that. So, but so I, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know how I I would have loved to read this as a kid because I like, I mean, I've read, I have heard people say like, that's, that's what sparked their love in uh, for art or it sparked Mm -hmm. their love for museums or Mm -hmm. sparked their love for libraries or um, all places, you know, they visit in Mm -hmm. the book. So, or just, or for the idea of adventure and mm-hmm. going to New York and whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like did not. I don't even think I knew what New York was. I was not in, I was, n- I, I never maybe was one of those people who was like. Maybe would have been more adventurous. Maybe. Yeah. Dang, Nabbit. Why didn't <laughs> I, I read been a more this? exciting I could have been a more exciting person. But no. Um, but so I, what I thought was super interesting was like that that throughout the book like because you know i'm looking for like well why did claudia like really run away like so mm-hmm. she says it, you know that very common like nobody appreciates me the but they'll appreciate yeah they'll they'll appreciate me uh-huh. when i've been gone yeah is how it starts Which, you know it's a valid thing to think <laughs> <laughs> oh is it <laughs> i Maybe mean yes kid, but yeah yeah as a kid you definitely like you have those thoughts all the time yeah <laughs> You'll see when I'm gone. Um, but, you know, uh, and it's, tr- it's it's actually true. Like, as a parent, I can tell you. If you were gone, they would miss you. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, I I mean think- yes. Like, I, you don't, you, once your kid moves out, you realize. Like, oh, hmm. I was thinking, okay, yeah, never mind. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Anyways. But so. There was a, I wish I could remember where the quote was. I looked for it this morning. I couldn't, but there were a couple times when like Claudia, I mean, I know this is being told like Frankenweiler is writing it, but mm-hmm. she's like thinking, like telling the thoughts of Claudia and she could see her future sort of written on the wall, like mm-hmm. the cleaning and the manners and the ordering about of people and things. And like, she knew how her life was going to go down. Yeah. And she just needed to know that she was different on the inside Aww. and and more and that she was more than the things that she knew were waiting we're for her in her, her future. Yeah. yeah. And that that the whole concept of that she had a secret, something sacred that nobody else yeah. could touch inside of her because the secret was going to live with her for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, dude, this is the feminine <laughs> mystique for kids absolutely yeah this is what i'm reading I right am now more than yeah i'm reading the feminine mystique for kids yeah that's amazing that's that's I amazing mean, you need to um, tweet her i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna do it maybe she, when i figure out how to use twitter <laughs> <laughs> let's do instagram let's see if it's on instagram oh lord oh my god um, uh yeah it's what do you what, yeah what was your takeaways from that i uh 
I didn't think I didn't make that connection, but I absolutely will agree with it now uh, that you've said it. Um, but I I did like the the whole like they're gonna miss me if I'm not there, or whatever. It it did remind me of uh, I guess of like women's work in general. So mm-hmm. that does that mm-hmm. does fit. You know, it's like all these things that are sort of taken for granted. Um, and then if that person wasn't there, you'd realize how much they did. Wow. Uh huh. This is like so she's got. This is a feminist, super feminist. Just <laughs> I know. <laughs> don't let. Just be that we we'll, we'll read that into. Anything. We will read that into anything. But so, I I don't know that. I mean, I definitely think that that there were a couple quotes in there, or just or thinkings, uh-huh. thoughts that were thoughts that were being funked. <laughs> um, that made me be like. Ooh, that's, I mean, I mean, uh, as then I, it made, it sort of made me step back as an adult mm-hmm. reading it and be like, Ooh. oh, that's, you know, Konigsberg being yeah. like, guys, uh-huh. listen up. You don't yeah. know what's coming for you, but well, I do. Yeah. And, and actually like Frank Weiler, she, uh, is this brilliant, you know, mind and, mm-hmm. and I liked her as being sort of the, not role model, but, you know, kind of like. She was the main, the main like fem- adult female presence was yeah. like this like spunky, brilliant. Well, yeah, well, I don't want to say spunky. I t- I take that back. She's she's. I don't want to say feisty either. But no, she's, she's actually fairly like stuffy in some ways. Right. But um, but yeah, like she's had, she just knows a lot, and she. I loved that. Okay, so at the, the end, mm-hmm. when they're trying to decide, so they they. They go to her house. They're mm-hmm. trying to decide, like they're trying to get her to say, is this a Michelangelo mm-hmm. or not? And proof is produced mm-hmm. one way or the other. And then they're like, you need to share this proof. Mm-hmm. And she's like, nah, nah. you know, I, mm-hmm. I yes. already know everything that I, I have want. done all the research. Right. I believe. Right. And I've lived with this mm-hmm. for 20 years. Yeah. And. I know what I know, and I really don't want to hear anyone else. Right, like rip it apart, rip it or apart. Whatever. You know, yeah. which I guess which could be seen as like yeah, a it could head go in the sand, but right, it could go a bad way. But also, but in this way, the way that I read it, and the way that it was going down, was very much like a, I'm not gonna let, I'm uh, not gonna let some experts mm-hmm. in the field who are probably dudes, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um. Discredit my research. Discredit this research, yeah. you know, and I'm because I know already right. the yeah. answer to this question. And I don't really, you know, she's like, you don't have to learn something new every day. Or Claudia's mm-hmm. like, you have to learn something new every day. She's like, nah, yeah. I'm 82. I really don't. I know. That's what I also <laughs> love. Yeah, actually. Gosh. I know. No. Yeah. Um, and it didn't mean you shouldn't be learning all of the time mm-hmm. it just meant like sometimes there are things that you know yeah and you should feel confident and you, in your knowledge yeah exactly right mm-hmm. yeah feel confident in your knowledge i think some people feel confident in their knowledge you maybe shouldn't <laughs> and then some should mm-hmm. that don't yes yep. there's mm-hmm. i uh, so my big my biggest takeaway from the freaking beginning was that I am Claudia, even as a 31 year old woman, (laughs) I like, I have big ideas on the right ways to do things. Um, Mm -hmm. yet like I am still, yeah, I don't know. Just the the grammar was making me like, okay. The grammar thing I didn't 
Oh my god, the grammar thing. I was like, really? Is that is that incorrect? I there know. was a lot of double, what's it, um, prepositional phrases or whatever. Or you're dangling participles. It's a lot of dangles. <laughs> well, things were dangling and she things was were, not happy she was about not, it. I mean, it was definitely, uh, so, yeah, that was a big, that was a big thing for her was. was grammar and like. Was grammar and propriety mm-hmm. and, um, which I'm sure was very much instilled oh, yeah. in I her. I was a jerk when I was a kid. I think yeah. I was that kid. I yeah. think I was just like I this mean, precocious little brat. Right. And you could, right, you could, t- you could definitely see what was expected of mm-hmm. her and what was expected of all children. This was definitely the children will be seen and not heard. Yes. And if you are heard, you better come correct. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I love, so some of the things I, I, and I, I was thinking like as a kid, would I have found this as funny and I don't know. Um, I mean, I think I would have found it funny in totally different ways. Mm-hmm. But I think the brilliance of reading this as an adult is that you realize how freaking funny it is yeah. as as an adult. So, like, for all ages, this is one of right. those things. So yeah. she, it, um, she and Jamie uh, wanted to, like, while they're at the Met, they want to learn a new thing every day. And they want to learn everything about the museum. And um, this parenthetical said, Claudia probably didn't realize that the museum had over 365,000 works of art. Even if she had, and this is me, she could not have been convinced. Oh, I just clicked the wrong thing. (laughs) (laughs) She could not have been convinced that learning everything about everything was not possible. Her ambitions were as enormous and multidirectional as the museum itself. (laughs) Like she just was like, no, Mm -hmm. actually, I will learn everything. I got this. And like she they do this research thing and i love look jamie ended up being sort of like an inspirational character to me um (laughs) things don't go as well as she was hoping during this research and so it says claudia began her studies never doubting that she could become an authority that morning she had neither paper nor pencil to make notes and she knew she wouldn't have a lot of time to read so she decided she would simply remember everything absolutely everything she read (laughs) and so she gets disappointed and so she showed the executive executive ability of a corporation president um and she was really dissatisfied oh wait no hold on a second and then it says Sorry, this is a whole thing. I'm just going to redo the whole book. <laughs> Claudia had begun her research confident that a morning study would make her completely an expert. But Michelangelo had humbled her. And humility was not an emotion with which she felt comfortable. <laughs> she <laughs> was I irritable. Read, when I read that, I was like, like, shoot, that's Kate. <laughs> and then Jamie, and then like the next thing is something like, Jamie had no expectations going into it, so he thought it was great. <laughs> yes. I was like, God. Doodly-doo. And yeah, I'm just like, is that a... Is that a commentary on a younger sibling? Is that a commentary like on a dude? Let's all be more Jamie. No, I know. Is it a dude? Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He just was long for the ride. Because so it's just the feminine. But she team, had but... to do all the work. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he, they were a good balance for each other. They were. They were, it was, they were a good balance. And she's like, Let, let's take a taxi. And he's like, mm-hmm. girl, how do you think I got $24? Oh, like, come it's on. Not it's taxis. not by riding taxis. It's not by riding taxis. And it's not by having the hot fudge sundays every no, day you know? i know yeah like oh uh, i know she so yeah so like she's practical about everything except for money and he is yeah. basically like fly by the seat of your pants about mm-hmm. everything except for money so it yeah. was they, they picked she picked well yes she did so because she had what like four other siblings yeah, something or something like that. Yeah. three i don't know there was i don't remember how many kids there were but some number yeah so here was and you know people ask like is it dated if it was in 1960 
seven slash eight. Um, it was, was it dated? There were yes. Right, I mean, well, there yeah. were some things that were dated the in prices. like the yeah prices were, but you know that kind of. I mean, puts that could you, be puts for you anything. in that world or whatever. Yeah. And so, um, and some things like uh, just what would you do? But like, what things would be expected of people, or how did like how did people interact with their surroundings and things? So. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one thing where it was like unloading the dishwasher and I was like, they had dishwashers in right. 1960s. So I was like, did that get updated or is that just, maybe they just, they well, just... they were a nice middle-class family. Maybe mm-hmm. nice middle-class families had dishwashers in, in Connecticut. Um, so, but the thing that was hilarious to me that happened was they found a candy bar sitting <gasps> on the thing and it hadn't, it was just a whole candy bar sitting there. And Jamie was like, yes, mine's mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like getting ready to eat it. And she was like, Oh my God, that could be filled with marijuana. Dope. And you'll become <laughs> like, a, dope a dope fiend. fiend. That's Everything how, that's dope. how dope fiends do it. They like, they put it in the, candy. they put it in the candy so that you get hooked and then you have to pay high prices for oh dope. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so funny. And I was like, Oh, oh God, I totally have done that. I've like, that is a thought that I, that, I, that Polly Ken would think. Um, in I have been, fourth grade, fifth yeah. grade, uh, and a friend's older brother, I found out that he did dope. <laughs> and I told a teacher, and I think this teacher also probably did dope, maybe, because she was like, okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we do about that. <laughs> and now, I was like, now I'm like, why did I narc? Like, yeah, I was definitely. Oh, I definitely would have thought that any free thing I found would have been laced with, with some kind of dope. Well, for, you know, that was, I mean, I, I grew mm-hmm. up at the height of the after school special. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. You were just like, I'm not touching anything. I believed it. Mm-hmm. I believed all of it. So, so I would funny. never have eaten that free candy bar. I I would have. I'll eat anything. That is true. Free. You still do. Occasionally, even now, when I'm like eating free food that's been given to me, I'm like, what if somebody put something And I'm like, in I'll this? try it for you. <laughs> Yeah, or like I, found, I just found this at the bottom of my purse from two years ago. Here's a weird glimpse into our both of our psyches. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay, so let's I, let's get into this. Okay, what do you got? I had one thing that uh-huh. I was going to say. Uh, as a kid, I think what I would have loved was not the mystery part. It would have mm-hmm. been like their survival skills. Yeah, because like I I read like boxcar children Mm. i don't remember any of the mysteries at all all i remember was like how they you know tied their little kerchiefs and like how they lived in the woods like i didn't even remember that they only lived in the woods for the first book and then they lived with a grandpa or whatever i just in my head they are only living in the woods they're only on their own like they have to survive the coolest part about it yes and so I think I would have gravitated towards that, but I also wonder, like, I don't read mysteries now, mm-hmm. or it's just not a thing I yeah. I feel like toward. the mystery wonder... is just so tangential, really, for this. But, to uh, me anyway. Like, Dara Horn, didn't she mention about, like, I didn't read any kids, or the, the mystery part of kids' books didn't, I didn't read enough of them or whatnot. Mm. So I wonder, though, if I would have, if I would like mysteries more as an adult. Like if I would have, yeah, like Nancy True and yeah. Hardy Boys. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't read any of those. Or like even Trixie that, Belden. Um, I read Trixie Belden. But... Or that. Uh, oh, butts. I don't. A couple, I don't a couple remember. years ago, it was that 
oh, Chasing Vermeer book was mm, our, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I read it as an adult and because it was just a couple years ago. And I was like, man, I just don't really care about mysteries. <laughs> well, but I wonder as a kid if I would have. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I definitely, like, I loved the Encyclopedia Brown mm-hmm. books, like the choose your own adventure, yeah, kind of choose your own. And I liked, I really liked solving puzzles. And I yeah. liked, like, I liked that kind of solving thing. So I think, and I played detective. Like, oh. Mm-hmm. I used to, my friend Chantel and I would, like, just go around snooping. Yeah. Um. And I did not, I also did not read Harry the Spy as a kid. I know. And I was like, I, like I would have so uber identified with this book. Mm -hmm. It would have blown my mind that someone else was doing that same thing I was doing. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, to me. The mystery mystery. was just sort of tacked on like a, or whatever. It was just like a. kid is the mystery, the big. Oh, I think it would, I think you're right. I think it would still be. Oh my God! They took a bath in the fountain. I know. I just want to know. They more. were. I, I could read forever about kids just like figuring out how to rough it on their own. Yes, <laughs> in because a safe space. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in a safe space, but it definitely like how would I like how would I uh-huh, figure this out uh-huh. as a kid? What would I do? Well, and like they do things like they hide. They hide in various places, and like they hide under these fancy, you know, museum beds, like the exhibit beds, and they check. To see if it had been recently mopped, because then they realize it won't be mopped for a long while. Right. It's like this, like these logic puzzles. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she's like, dang, that's brilliant. Yeah. And here's me, like 2018, I get to work. I, I forgot my phone at home. What am I? Yeah, I know. How will I, will I live? Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I know. don't know what I'm going to do right now. So, you know, and I it even like it takes me this stretch of the imagination to go back to, you know, 1988 or mm-hmm. whenever when I was started driving. Yeah. Oh. And I didn't. Ha- I mean, no, I didn't, I didn't have, have a phone. phone. I, was, yeah. I mean, well, they didn't really exist then. But, you know, like there wasn't that. Like that, just the idea that you would just leave yeah. your home and just be gone from your home for a good and you couldn't, yeah, twelve hours, right? And there wasn't necessarily a way to ensure that you could be in touch with the person, with your kids, no. with whoever, whatever. That gives me so much anxiety. Right I now. mean, but and like, there's a, there is there. I can't remember if my husband and I were talking about this because he's he always like when he every time we watch a movie. He's like, well, this movie wouldn't have been made now because, like, if it if it relied on like technology or cell phones or whatever, yeah. he's like, well, this movie would never get made. Is that how Kevin speaks? Yeah, just like that, like Sling Blade. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Kevin. Uh, no, he doesn't talk like that. Um, yeah, it's, but so like this, or like this never, styles or whatever. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. like this book would never have been written no. in the age of cell phones. No, because she would have been like. I turned off my cell phone. And I'm like, and then, yeah, but, but PS, we put yeah, GPS exactly, up in there. So exactly. we it's knew like, where you were. We the found whole time. you on the bus on the way to New York. Yeah. Yeah. Because <sighs> of GPS. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't. That would be the dated part. Mm-hmm. But it was adorable. Yeah. Mm. I did. There was a smidge part of me that was like hoping there would be some discussion at the end with the parents when they got there and there wasn't. It was just like, you're home. Uh huh. Well, I want to also, know what went down in uh, their, in their home. Don't, oh man, <laughs> yeah, I, they were in. So were they home. ever? I know when they were like, "We'll take visits to go see her again," and I was like, like "You are you, never leaving the house do again." You, yeah, yeah, really, do you yeah. think? No, we're inventing GPS this yeah. year just so that you cannot do that. <laughs> okay. <sighs> yeah. <clears throat> so, 
It's uh, great. You should read it. If you haven't already read it, read it. Yes, but we didn't meet, we did not talk about this. Oh, this weird the Saxonberg business. No, it's a only unsolved mystery though. Okay, did we just both read it wrong? So if someone wants to fill us in on this who's read this multiple times or please something, do. please do. Uh so turns out that her lawyer, who she's like writing this whole thing to because she's mm-hmm. changing her will for the kids. Um which, by the way, if someone would do that for me, that'd be great. Yeah, no, please. If, particularly if you're wealthy. Uh, before you check out. So uh, <laughs> it turns out, like, yeah, they're dropping, the driver drops off the kids and says, I think we even saw our own Saxonberg in the household. And I was like, what? Right. Is he like a, is he a mole or something? And then, which is way too sophisticated for a child's plot. But right. and then it was like. The other mystery is that my dear lawyer is their grandfather. And it's like, what? But he doesn't, the kids don't know that. The kids don't know that. Well, so was this whole thing set up? How could, (laughs) no. How could the kids not know? They said their grandparents were deceased. The grandpas. The The grandmothers. Yeah. Well, it's just that they don't know that he's the lawyer for her. Mm. But why, why even have that is my question. I don't know. It just seemed odd that's yeah. my one critique yeah i don't know who needs Saxonberg? i don't know I don't, i'm wondering yeah i don't know why and like were we there. supposed to have picked up on that you don't know i'm not gonna read it again okay but. here's the deal if you know the answer to this get in our comments yeah. and tell us and rate please. us five stars but say this is what happened <laughs> okay i'm only gonna give you four stars because you didn't understand <laughs> you're too dumb to Saxonberg, frank and what like and she is salty to him. Oh, my God. I know. She's like, know. you're an idiot. I know. She's like, oh, you wouldn't understand you that. You wouldn't understand. Or like, do you ever look at anything? I'm, f- I'm furious <laughs> that know. you've never been to this restaurant uh, or whatever. It's, I kind of love her. And yeah, it's very, it's very interesting to me. Like, but that, but that language, like, I, mm, oh, I, I think in, I think back in the 60s, you just called people idiots and yes. said you were oh, furious yeah, with them. I'm furious. Yeah. Wait, you don't still. Uh, I mean, you're an oh, idiot. And I'm like, furious with you. That's what I just if, said to the other person. <laughs> only if you actually are an idiot. Like my grandma used to say to me, "You idiot!" When I, but not like Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my god, my grandma was on Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. But like when, but it was it was when she was like adorably frustrated oh, with me. Right. It wasn't when oh you someone idiot. Yeah, exactly. You know, oh, I mean, like, like it was goofball. a yeah. Right. It wasn't like a term of. Like derision. Well, maybe, maybe she's. Maybe she thought I was an idiot. I don't know. <laughs> but didn't this, want to make you feel too. This bad. is me looking back on the past. <laughs> was I okay. okay? Well, one thing I did also want to say real quick, real yeah, yeah. quick, is that the language of this book. Uh, I had to look up when the bell jar was written, um, and it was like a few years before, or after, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Before, probably. Um, but the language of it, some of it, just really reminded me of the bell jar, and like also of like Catcher in the Rye, which was about. 10 or 15 years earlier right. mm-hmm. but just like the you are absolutely out you know like just like the the i can't come up with a thing yeah, but like the, the exaggerate yeah of. and the exaggerations and like uh-huh. just uh you're insufferable with like yeah. it being italics <laughs> and stuff and i'm like oh my god this is so cute so anyway yeah. that was my other comment okay i wouldn't have gotten that as a kid okay well, heavens heavens we did we did chat about that so well what our, our verdict is Read yeah. It. Our yeah. verdict is if you haven't read it, read it. Yeah. If you read it as a kid, reread it. Reread it. Let us know about Saxonburg. Yeah. And I 
And I liked, I liked that. I really, when I was reading it, I really could not find a, a lot of places that were like, ooh, mm. ick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this doesn't hold up mm-hmm. in 2018. No, because it's really just about these kids, like, finding themselves and, mm-hmm. yeah. And some kids find themselves. Mm-hmm. Kids need to do that. Mm-hmm. They should read it. And then they won't need to run away from home because they read about it. Although they did make it sound kind of sweet. Oh. And we don't know that the parents were mad. So... Okay, fine. I, that sounds good, too. <laughs> All right. All right. So, well, we can't always be reading. What are we up to? We can't always be reading. It sure seems like I'm always reading. I've taken a break. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm ramping up. So, mm-hmm. I'm like, we're swapping places. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, what I'm up to this week is, this is going to be a time warp for those of you listening when this gets posted, because this will have already happened in the past. Oh, God. This it's is, tomorrow, but yesterday. <laughs> This is some matrix level business guy. <laughs> no. Okay. Anyways, I am about to sit down and read mm-hmm. some Sloan Crosley. Mm-hmm. Um, then the latest one, um, which is look alive out there okay, yeah. um, because she is visiting or our, has visited. our fair city or has visited. She visited us on the 14th, which is April. this weekend. Yes. Which is- but for you, it will be. Last weekend. Yes. Da, da, da. Or if you're listening to this next year, then this is already happened a long time ago. <laughs> I know. Then you're like, just fast forward this part. Yeah. Anyway, um, she's really funny. I just. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't read her anything of hers, but I'm reading a New Yorker article right now. Just <laughs> very good. We're getting on it. Yeah. We're catching up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because we can't always be reading. But I well, look, I put, we, I put I'm reading and we oh, can't yeah. always be <laughs> reading. <laughs> Guys, yes. okay. So you the other me. thing, the other thing is like it has become furniture moving season. I like to like move. rearranging. Mm. Mm, I love rearranging my furniture, but there's there's just not like I'm actually just you know moved in two years ago, mm. and there's like I've pretty oh, much I can rearrange things quarterly. I know I pretty much have found where things need to live, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean the urge mm, has left yeah, me to move things around. Yeah. And what that really means is that I stand there and say, this would look That's really good over there. Yeah. And then like everybody pushes the furniture around. Okay. And then, that was my question is, do mm-hmm. you, do you just, you say, why not? Let's try it. And then you're like, that was terrible. Go back. Um, that does often happen. Okay. Or I say, if, unless I, I mean, sometimes I just, sometimes I don't involve other people mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I know their answer is going to be, That's terrible. That won't look good. The imagination. You won't be able to see the TV from there. Blah, 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 mm-hmm. Whatever. So then I just circumvent that by just waiting until everybody oh. gets out of the house and moving it myself. <laughs> yeah. This is how Which, I'm going to my back out next I know. Time, I sure. know. Well, my of that is just wait until I talk about my back hurting. Um, but my grandma, like that, that is something that I did also get from my grandma, um, is that she, she was moving furniture up until her 80s. She was, she was a Frankenweiler. I would absolutely be she doing was, that. Yeah. She was moving that furniture mm-hmm, mm-hmm. until well, she couldn't. Here's a, all. here's a suggestion. Come over to my house and move my furniture. <laughs> uh, and then you come move mine. Well, if yours needs to stay, mine's, yeah. And like, I go over to Heidi's house. Because she has the exact same, my, my, my friend Heidi, she has the exact same affliction where she's like, I need to move this around, I need to move this around. And so I just moved her furniture. I wouldn't call it an affliction. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. I would call it a gift. She has a similar gift. Of course you would. Yeah. Uh, okay. What you doing? 
Uh, I'm trying to train my dog. I got a dog. Uh, <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out, maybe is what parents say, how, I mean, I love her more than I thought was ever possible. Uh, it's terrifying. But I also freaking want to punch her and throw her out the window. I would never punch a dog or throw her out the window. She's had a hard life to begin with. But yeah. I'm just like, what is wrong with you? Like, why? Oh. Yes. This ah, is how people ah, with like, children And then they look at you and you're just like. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I hate this. I don't like this at all. Well. I can easily be mad at a cat. Yeah. Because they're just like, I don't care. Oh, wow. Yeah, so then but we're just dogs, like mad at each other for a long they time. They just look at you and they're like, I'm just, so sorry. I just wanted <laughs> to, I don't know what I, I was doing. To pee. <laughs> I'm going to go lay down on the bed now. Very sad. <laughs> like, she's just so sad. I'm like, can't get that mad. We and then I'm like, I'm like, dogs who make sad faces. I, I know. Yeah. Gunther also, Gunther, oh, I'm so he does sorry. that thing where he like, Sits they down. Know even when he's yeah. bad, even when he doesn't do anything wrong, he mm-hmm. like sits like with his back towards you, and then he like turns, turns his around, head like, with his sorry, with his mom. little muzzle down yeah. and his little eyes looking up. Freaks! Wow, they evolved I know. to be such pitiful creatures. Yeah, because I think what that like the what he understands is when he does that, then everybody goes, "What's wrong, Hunter? Why are you so sad?" Uh-huh, I know, and Come this is why here. I'm just gonna have pee on my floor you. for the rest of my life because well, I'm just like, oh no, you gotta fix that. That's a, that's problematic. She knows not to do it, and she doesn't do it if I come let her out often enough. But like mm-hmm. she just, she just was never trained. Oh yeah, that's she just tough. like lived probably In on her, like a concrete oh, thing yeah. or something like that. Like yeah, she's. I can't get that mad at her either because no. she's like, if you would have seen how I lived before. You'd well, understand. I guess if it's and if you have a place where it's not carpet and right now she only does it on the tile. Anyway, <sighs> that's enough about dog pee. <laughs> Uh, so at LPL, just so you know, we've got a new website. We do. It's so pretty. LPLKS.org. Um, mm-hmm. if you go to the old website, it'll just shoot you over to the new website. Yeah. So you're just stuck. At don't worry about website. it. But yeah. this is a new, easier website. So easy. Yeah. And then, uh, at the bottom there's feedback. If you have any mm-hmm. questions, comments, concerns, if you want to rate the podcast there, that's fine. We'll move it over. Yeah. But. We really, really do want yeah. your, your comments because it's, you know, like, we want it to be user. Yes. This should be the user experience for this should be. Or UX. Yeah. That's what they call it. Gucci. <laughs> the UX is so good. We want your UX <laughs> to be Gucci. We're going to get kicked mm-hmm. So if it's not Gucci, <laughs> please. If it's Prada or something. <laughs> yes. No. Lord. Okay. Um, you should you should let us know that. that well, because like what we talked about, trouble navigating. And we talked about like you know we forget that some people don't know that library cards are free and stuff. Like we also mm-hmm. we've been so inundated in this website prepping right. that we don't know. Yeah, if you're like obviously this sucks, then we'll be like, oh, I don't think it sucks. No, but a thing, a thing, a like, thing. Yeah, this one, but mm-hmm. type over. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, jeez. <laughs> Uh, Ooh, still toe to toe. This sucks. No, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, one thing we cannot go on toe to toe about because it's a fact is that Dr. J. Drew Lanham is coming. He is um, a conservation ornithologist, naturalist, and distinguished. I abbreviated this word, and I was like, "What am I saying?" <laughs> distinguished <laughs> prof at Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about being uh, a black man and a birder, and how yeah difficult and interesting that is and, it is and there's a, dangerous and, and all yeah. sorts of things yeah and so there's the, there's that good intersection between like social justice and mm-hmm. and 
environmental ecological. justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ecology. So, so he'll be here Thursday, May 24th at 7 p.m. Yeah. at Liberty Hall. I think it's going to be fascinating. Yeah. So put that on your calendar, mm-hmm. May 24th, 7 p.m. Do not miss it because it's going to be really cool. Yes. So that's, oh, I think that's all we had. Summer we readings coming short. up. Yeah, that's true, too. We'll talk about that later. Well, in theory, summer reading is coming up if we actually get a summer. Oh, snap. <laughs> Nature burn. I don't know what we will call it if we don't actually reading. Summer. <laughs> It'll just be weather reading. <laughs> reading. How oh, dear. Okay. Well, hope you don't have any dog pee. Happy reading. <laughs> Happy reading. That's it for this edition of the Book Squad podcast. For more details on any of the books or events mentioned in this episode, visit our website, lplks.org. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe. Please rate or comment. It helps others find the podcast. Our Book Squad librarians are Polly Kinn and Kate Gramlich. Our theme music is by Heidi Lynn Blue. I'm Jim Barnes, and this has been a production of the Lawrence Public Library.